0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com.
1: Hi, I'm Grant. Thank you for joining us on today's Journey Now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm Sam Barnhardt. <laughs>
2: I'm not Kevin Dixon.
3: No. <laughs> and there's no way I can do
0: Suzy Lynn, so. But if you haven't figured it out by now, this is the Journey <laughs> Now Roundtable. This is the last episode of our current season. Next week, we're back with an all-new format and an all-new season, so don't miss that. In the meantime... I actually am Grant, and I'm your host. And I'm here with Kevin Dixon, Sam Barnhart, and Susie Lynn. And before we get going today, I just want to uh, catch up with you guys a little bit. Susie, you went away to uh, California last week, and you came back looking like a cyborg. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's going on?
2: Yes. Um, we went over this in the podcast we recorded earlier today as well. So I apologize to but our that listeners. That one's
0: that one's airing next week. Yes. So this is for first. Yes. And that, I, one, that one's the repeat. I was.
2: I went roller skating at the beach in California, and I took a spill. Not while I was roller skating. While I was standing around talking with my friends, and I started laughing and. Fell over laughing. It only hurts when you laugh. I know. (laughs)
1: Nice.
2: Yeah. I fractured my elbow, and so now I look like Winter Soldier.
1: Nice. (laughs) I'm not messing with her until she gets that thing off, man. That could hurt. I know. My bionic arm. Yeah. It's awesome. Bionic woman.
0: So I wanted to talk uh, today a little bit about one of the themes that keeps coming up for, for Journey. We talked last week um, about, what did we talk about? About sharing our table.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And another thing that has really been in a lot of conversations lately has been this idea of focusing on wells, not fences. Right. Yep. So can you sort of describe what that means in a journey context, Kevin? Yeah. Uh,
3: um, the, the great struggle with, with um, religion I'm not going to say Christianity, just religion in general, is it's, it's usually formed around a set of rules or uh, around uh, if you believe certain X and Sos, then you're inside the circle versus outside the circle. Um, Christianity is built around a person and it is built around uh, the idea of walking with said person with all that we bring to the table so in terms of building or digging wells or however you want to say it is it's it's around the metaphor of the idea of rather than putting up a fence to keep the animals close you build a well so that they stay close so that there is a a place of nourishment a place that they wouldn't wander far from that they would stay close it would be a place of living where they could they would uh, find sustenance and be attracted to that rather than a fence that keeps them from wandering too far. And so our conversation and journey has revolved around this idea. How do we create wells that are sustaining, life-giving, um, soul-feeding environments that that are less about the fences or the
0: borders, but much more about the nourishment of the soul? So... Part of that is, I know you've talked before about mm-hmm. the things that are essentials and the things that yeah. are non-essentials, right? right. Yep. And not making
3: big stands
0: yeah. on, the, on the non-essentials and putting up a fence and saying, mm-hmm. if you haven't done this, you can't take communion. Right. If you haven't done this, you can't be baptized. If mm-hmm. you haven't done this, you can't be uh, mm-hmm. in leadership in the community and right. in one way or another. Right. And the idea is that we're trying to attract people not Mm -hmm. control them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Well,
2: we're trying to invite people. Right. I would say, I would take that. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I I hear what you're saying, Grant, but I want to also, that word attract is a little bit of a... Put off. Just when it comes to churches, because we're not trying to attract people just to come because we have something fancy here. Like we're trying to invite people to a meal and invite people to... Yeah. um, A table. To a table and to experience what what we believe is the presence of god that makes life all the more um good Mm -hmm. and so yeah nourishing yeah yeah which is what that which is what the well is if you want to go with the metaphor like that's what the well does and it draws people in and we we don't believe that we're the ones that are drawing people in but we we believe that jesus is drawing people in and so we want to put we want to put him and the and his ways forward so that people can enjoy that.
0: So that's awesome. We were talking about mm-hmm. this uh, a few weeks ago, and yeah. everybody in the room said, "This is this is exactly who we want to be," mm-hmm. and it's sort of who we want to be in counterculture to the rest of the big C church. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, But what I want to talk about today is it's one of these things where (laughs) everything is great in theory. Mm -hmm. And then you start trying to figure out how you can go from theory to actually living that out Mm -hmm. and being focused on wells and fences. And I saw this article today that was in uh, it was in Christianity Today. A guy named David Ayers uh, wrote it and the name of the of the title is uh, the name of the story is the cohabitation dilemma comes for america's pastors <laughs> <laughs> sounds like terminator or something yeah. but i thought this is a really interesting thing and his position is hey if you're cohabitating i can't have anything to do with uh with marrying you or um mm-hmm. or or being um approving or endorsing of of your marriage or your lifestyle um and so there's a fence mm-hmm. yeah Yep. right yep. so sam mm-hmm.
3: and that's how jesus treated the woman at the well I, now
0: right <laughs> so
1: actually Dude, okay I, I wait thinking, oh wait, wait i was thinking that
3: yep. <laughs> never mind we'll yeah. we'll come back to that sorry okay
0: so, I'll, actually, I, I want to back up then because okay. I was oh, going to ask. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, ask back Sam up. About go, go, but before yeah. I go there, Kevin, sarcasm we, had to come into like play. We like
1: snarky <laughs> Pastor Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes.
0: Talk to me about mm-hmm. what the Bible says, what Scripture says about marriage, about marriage, and um, and and how it. Yeah, would feel about cohabitation. Well.
3: Scripture or the Bible has a high view of marriage. Mm-hmm. Marriage is one of the covenants that it, um, scriptures talk about, and it talked, and, and not only in terms of just two people coming together in a marriage covenant, but also in how um, God relates to the church. There's this picture of marriage where the church is the bride of Christ, and, and so there's this high, high view of marriage in scripture, no doubt about it. So that translates to? The church having a high view of, of marriage, and mm-hmm. we do have a high, high mm-hmm. view of marriage. But it's also a, um, a bit of a cultural, our cultural phenomena that we, uh, American culture, has um, in many ways taken this idea of marriage and um, it's disposable in our culture. Marriage, is, marriage has become mm-hmm. a, um, it's not really a covenant for life, especially when you enter into it, right, with a prenuptial well, agreement, or you enter into it thinking, well, okay, this one could last a while, but then I've, I've always gotten out. There's always an out in the American culture. In the church, we've always viewed it as, I'm making this covenant, not just with my wife, But with God,
1: actually, that's the key. I'm making the covenant that's being made with God, that the other benefits from right. right? So there is, it is stepping into covenant relationship in that way, and and
3: it, but it only, it only serves as long as it serves the person who's entering into the covenant. Do they keep the covenant? So it's become an individualized institution rather than an us institution, which is the epitome of American culture, which is individualized rather than a whole. But when you read the Bible, it is much more of a communal, much more of a um, arranged thing, and it happens really early in life.
2: Well, I would say also, conversely, (laughs) that the... Bring it on here. Let's get converse. The church, the capital C Church... Yeah. Um, particularly some s- circles, have made marriage an idol. For sure. And have mm. made it the finish line. Yes. And have caused many people to grow up believing that their identity and their worth is found in whether or not they get married and stay married, mm-hmm. you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, early on in my mm-hmm. uh, tenure as a pastor over the last 30 years, a big deal was divorce and remarriage. Right. Um become less and less of a thing we don't even talk about it anymore because the whole Mm -hmm. we've
0: shifted the 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 line is the line has moved some churches talk
2: about it yeah for sure
0: still Yeah. yeah definitely so sam yes you're the one more than anybody at the church who ends up sitting across the table from couples right right
1: um and what what's your experience with Oh well, I, I'm a journey, and so much. So I would let me back up. So growing up, I think our our the way that I grew up was a very traditional view of a, a traditional church view of of marriage, and then over the years of of um, you know, kind of just being in the church and and being a part of it, like uh, I've seen I've seen some of that shift. Like the it's almost like the the things that were out of bounds when i was in high school like some of those lines have moved you know and so um yeah i i sit with people who they are they've it's honestly very few these days that are saving no. themselves sexually for marriage or whatever else and they're not um, living together n- I, there are some yeah i mean we do it's just mm-hmm. it's just part of it it's just like where where it is right now and mm-hmm. so um yeah So how do you respond to that
0: as a pastor? If somebody comes and they're sitting with me and they're living together. I mean... So the the, the start of this article, mm -hmm. um, for those of you who haven't read it, um, they're telling you about Chris Pratt Mm -hmm. and Catherine Schwarzenegger. And the idea that... I didn't know this, but apparently uh, Chris Pratt says he's a dedicated Christian. Yeah, yeah, he's a Jesus follower. mm -hmm. There you go. Um,
3: Guardian of the galaxy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. Um, But also they moved in together before they got married when they got
3: engaged yeah
0: and and said they saw no problem with that so chris pratt comes to you right sam yeah and he's here to save the universe and he says i'm cohabiting (laughs) and i'd like to be married how how do you how do you counsel him
1: well okay so some of my (laughs) own i think some of my stories are important in this in the sense that uh and probably all of ours grew up in the church or whatever but um you know that was always kind of like a heaven or hell issue, mm-hmm. right? It was like you're there's no way you're saved if you're doing there's no way that like God's, and um, so I I'm moving away from that line. Do I think it's God's best for us? No, I don't. I think that, um, you know, you've probably heard the old adage, you know, why why buy the Cow, when you get the milk for free, or whatever it is, right? And so, there's these things we've taken this commitment adage,
2: okay? I'm just saying, I'm so triggered right now. Okay,
1: don't be triggered. (laughs) Do you have have a better metaphor, Susan? Susan, Okay, we'll edit that part out. No, it's fine, Uh, but I'm just that's what I that's kind of how we grew up hearing it, though.
2: Did you ever hear that? Did I ever hear it? Oh my god, that's my
1: that's my but. So, um, <laughs> so funny. It, I, I did not expect that one to come wow. out of you, Sam.
3: Well, it, I expected it out of Grant, but it, not out of it, it, you. Thank you very much.
1: Of, I can <laughs> give
2: you a list of adages I heard.
1: Well, I'd oh, love oh, to hear, those. Oh, yeah. 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 Growing
2: up in an Iranian home and then the Christian oh, yeah. church, I got all the adages. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, for, for me, um, <laughs> Just giving I, it away
3: for free. <laughs> That's the problem. Just giving it away.
1: Well, but I think that speaks to what is our actual... Do, are we really interested in committing to this? Or is it a selfish mm-hmm. stance of this is what I'm going to get from this other person? And so mm-hmm. obviously marriage is, is a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of mm-hmm. um, setting ourselves aside. And so uh, if we enter into that with what am I getting right. rather than how am I serving this this other person that I'm committing, that I'm stepping into a covenant um, with God, and then with the other, I um, think it's entering into it in two different, two different ways. So, so that's, that's yeah. like
0: that's the selfish argument. Like I want mm-hmm. my free milk, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, but Sorry, Cease. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be okay. Should I not uh, <laughs> no. But there,
0: there there are practical arguments to this totally. too. Yeah. Where people say, number one, I want I want to test compatibility, and mm-hmm. the the statistics say that if you live together before you're engaged, that there's a greater likelihood of divorce. That it's not going to be a committed marriage. What? Statistics? However, this is I Psychology Today okay. article mm-hmm. I read, right? Psychology Today. But yeah. I do my research. There's yeah. show prep. for No, that. It's, it's
2: really great <laughs> that you're looking up But, but at other resources. But
0: it also said that. If you live together between the time that you're engaged and you're married, married, that there's no statistical relationship to whether or not the marriage is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So that's one argument is mm-hmm. we want to uh, – there was another person, it was in Time magazine, said um, they were using the, uh, the term uh, a beta marriage mm. that – like everything else in life you want to sort of do a beta test
1: you got to test it yeah. right yeah. the 2
0: year beta marriage and then if it works then then we go forward with it and it's forever and we make our covenant with god and all of that so mm-hmm.
1: i just so
2: <laughs> there's so many layers to I, I know there's so, <laughs> so many, like, many yeah layers. there's a lot to unpack because some here. people don't even like they they don't go into marriage thinking about it being forever i mm-hmm. mean some people mm-hmm. Really go into it with like, you know what? God's maybe God's brought us together, or if they're not, if they're not followers of Christ, they might just say we're together for this. Well, season. I, I've and literally I don't know. seen I marriage
1: mean, vows that are until our love fades. Right. Right. Like, re- like, I mean, that's just kind of planning on like, like this next thing's going to end. Yeah, you know, right, like, yeah. um And when so, things get hard, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we, I think, you know, I, I see that. Sure um yeah.
2: well so your question to sam o- originally like how he deals with it i think you do a really good job of sitting with people where they are
1: mm-hmm. thank you
2: and serving people where they are and so i think there's a difference between you know serving someone in what they want to do or whatever and then also like mm-hmm. kind of leading them to um what what we believe is the way right. of jesus and so like can you talk yeah. about how that's yeah that I, works for you because and not i'm not saying like leading them like to christ i know but I, like, I think i
1: understand yeah what you i mean. mean yeah the um
2: because the marriage isn't the finish line you're not looking at the marriage as the finish line no when you're doing premarital to
1: the altar the marriage yeah exactly but it's They'll not all, the finish line the of life you know, know?
2: like god I, I mean we can all say that our <laughs> Marriage has been a teacher for us, right? Absolutely. So, and especially for Angela. I have a friend who calls her husband her provision for holiness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because Dang. it's it's the thing, their struggles and all the things, those are the things that have actually brought her closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think you I see you going into those conversations like that.
1: Yeah. That's my, that's always my goal. Like mm-hmm. I want to meet people wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I I think it's hard to not wrestle against the things that have been instilled in us forever Mm -hmm. and ever. And Mm -hmm. some of those are great and some of those are um, maybe not, you know, as great as we thought they were Mm -hmm. at one time. Um, But, you know, like I know the, you know, in like in college and in Bible college, there was teachers that were like, if a couple's living together, you just don't marry them. Right. Okay. I mean, so that was kind of the that was kind of the foundation for me. Now I don't say that's not what I'd say now. I'm like, let's get let you know, let, yeah, let's let's. uh What would you say now? Let's make this official. Let's 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 get you <laughs> married. You know, Um right. now not not in every situation. Sometimes there's been multiple couples that I've said I don't think you should get married. I think mean, this is going to yeah, be even though they're living together a mess. Yeah, yeah, yep. and usually, but not because they're living together. Nope, nope, <laughs> yeah
0: because that's what so one of I, the one of the things I don't know who this guy is that wrote the article that that we started the the, the show with mm-hmm. but he was taking the position if you're living together you got to stop living together now and and cut it out until after mm-hmm. we get through our period of counseling and a wedding, well, and then you can you can read The thing, the thing that that's time, funny right? about that
1: is, it's like you're talking about sex. You're not talking about any of these other things. You're just right. talking about the physical intimacy of your relationship. We're not talking about vacuuming, not that's vacuuming. Important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is important, and I enjoy Especially it. I love to see the perfect line. I
2: don't let anybody vacuum my house.
1: Okay, <laughs> mine's all hardwood, so it's, um, yeah. And so that was always kind of the. That's really what the conversation is—is the you know kind of underneath all of this is, um, it's that it's that sharing that intimacy with one another and is this should this be in a relationship that, um, but is
3: it a non-starter for you? It's not. Is it a non-starter? A couple comes in, sits down, and says, "Hey, we are living together."
1: In it's not a non-starter for me. We're having sex. We don't
0: see there's anything wrong with that,
3: right?
1: Um, What would be? A non-starter for you
2: that's a great question
1: what would be a non-starter yeah i, I can tell you the things that have been enders okay. maybe they're not even non-starters well if i would have known this going in right. it would have been a non-starter like right. a dude who's abuse abusive yeah. to his to his, his fiance or right his, or you know or vice versa a woman who's abusive to, um right. and uh I, yeah people of different faith for
3: me is a der- is a showstopper for me. I, w- I okay. wouldn't I wouldn't marry a Muslim and a Christian together. I wouldn't marry a atheist and a Muslim together. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that stuff because it it's setting them up for an incredibly difficult marriage. Right. And um, those things for me, I just don't want to participate in. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's not because I see it as sinful. It's because I just see it as I just I'm not participating. I as a officiant, I can express okay, I don't, I don't see this as going where you want it to go. This is going to be a, a constant source of conflict within your mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. And um, I just, it's not, it's not healthy. So, mm. And so I've moved off of weddings like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have asked people, just like that guy in the past, to say, "Hey, okay, you're living together. You're two followers of Jesus. Can we abstain?" Mm-hmm. I haven't asked them to move out. That I would say. That but I would. Yeah. Can you abstain until asked, you're? Asked you abstain you abstain I have I have Can you too. abstain until you're married? Um, and and then I'm not, I don't ask about and what it if, they say, uh, what but if I, they
0: say there's we 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 don't really see that there's anything wrong with that. Then I then we
3: just. I, I would just talk to them about how they see their relationship with God and how they see this and how they see. So um, you're working through that. You're not just, no. Oh, no. yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, think that's end, important. And if they're adults, if they're adults, which we're assuming these are all I, I'm adults. I'm guessing
1: if they're getting married, they're probably adults. Yeah. And uh-huh.
3: odds are. I, yeah. I think that's a <laughs> really <laughs> an ambitious assumption right there. Yeah. But let's just say they're yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to tell me what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, there's no illusion. There's no illusion of um, that some people just come in and say, hey, this, I know this is because I want this guy to do the wedding. I'm just going to tell him. And I'm not an investigator, and I'm an assumer. I assume that what they're telling me is the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. I just assume it. But that's why I think premarital is mm-hmm. so, is yeah. so important. Like yeah. I'll say for me. Yeah. Because um, the the beauty is if they come in and they're in, and sometimes – you know i've met with couples that it's it's kind of chaotic but there's actually something really great about their relationship so there's just some things that need to be worked through right yep. and then there's times that they they're giving you all the right answers yep and, and you then know. something explodes and you're <laughs> like yep this is or whatever it is right, right? and yeah. so uh, for me that that well here's what i tell people all the time if you don't have 8 hours to spend on your marriage before you get married you're probably not ready to get married yeah. Right? Yeah. So like if you're just spending like a couple <laughs> mm-hmm. hours, yeah. four times with me, like let's just talk about marriage. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what this looks like. What you don't have this... time to read a book. You don't have time don't to have do time. a couple of chapters. I, I think, S- sorry. Yeah. Well, and if
2: the goal of living together before you get married is to, you know, test things out. Beta test it. Beta test it out and make sure it's okay. I mean, like then how, I mean, just living together isn't going to do that. I mean, we've all at this table been living with Mm-hmm. Our spouses for over 20 years each, right? And Thir-
3: 35. Yeah.
2: And so 25, just, 25, I can, I'm here to 30. tell you that just living together isn't like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know. So when, when we were, when Steve and I were trained to do, we went through a training to do premarital counseling in our last church. Yeah. And the best advice we got as we are we're gonna go sit with couples is your job in premarital counseling is to just put everything on the table mm-hmm. just to bring everything out yep. and put it on the table so that the couple can see what they're dealing with and and what's there and how and if it's what's negotiable and what's not negotiable yeah. so whether that's sex in our view of sexuality and and mm-hmm. how we it's want good. to Jeez. live out our sex lives whether it's before or after marriage finances family like all of mm-hmm. these things if we we just if we just boil it down to sex then that's really not the whole story. We all know that. But it's like that's the goal. And so this particular article and what it's saying, it's really addressing the sex issue. Right.
1: Right. 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 Yes. And so,
2: you know, I mean that's a big part of marriage. And I mean I could we could have a whole podcast <laughs> on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> for another day. but it, I'll, so
2: I'll try to say it concisely, like the beauty of premarital counseling is putting that even on the table and and, yeah. and h- helping couples learn to to talk about mm-hmm. their sexuality and their sex relationship with each other and 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 how they want to see that go over mm-hmm. the next, however long. Yeah. You know, yeah. rest good. of their lives, hopefully, um, yeah. But, yeah, right. You know, do
0: you adjust how you approach? And I'm like the only non pastor <laughs> at this table, so I get to ask the stupid questions. Feel free, but um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that's good or not, <laughs> but good. um, do you adjust because I, I looked at this, and one of the statistics that jumped out to, at me was that uh, 60. 5% mm-hmm. of college-educated people say that they they believe that you should wait to, to live together until you're married. Hmm. But when you start looking at non-college-educated people, which is sort of a proxy for poor people, ethnic groups, yeah. different communities... It's, Anyone
2: who graduated high school in 2019? Yeah, it's it's,
0: it's so our boys. People who people who don't want to go in because credible debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's 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 I don't know what yeah. that number it was like 35 or 40%. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this comes down to to other considerations. Hmm. In COVID times, you have economic yeah. considerations. Uh Well, well yeah. Sam
2: and I just did a wedding recently. So, it's actually the wedding is actually you tomorrow. Did it well, yeah. So I'm officiating a wedding of a couple from our church tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we we had like a low key, kind actual of a, official wedding ceremony yeah. before because they had to give up their apartments, and the whole COVID thing has made
0: finances and
2: renting and all that such a huh. mess that they they had no other options yeah. but to move in together, yeah. and they. They wanted to be married before they moved in together. So we had like on a Wednesday night upstairs, <laughs>
1: upstairs in the in the middle school room, <laughs> and signed the paperwork. We married and some the kid, We married some, right. some but folks. it was
2: cool because yeah. they just wanted to sign the paperwork and have it just be like a yeah. we're just going to do this officially. Mm-hmm. But
0: sort of like Megan and Harry,
2: yeah, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Megan and Harry. Sam and I just we thought it should be a little more special.
1: Yeah, and we it was. I special. thought it was a sweet. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a sweet you know but time
2: to answer your question yeah there is there are those factors
0: mhm right that you have mm-hmm. to be aware of so it's sort of yeah yeah not a one size fits all no and i think approach. that's the danger
3: of building fences that's the yes. that's yes. what i wanted to bring back around Man Man took the words out of my mouth Kevin. Oh, no, i'm sorry <laughs> but that's but <laughs> if if you if you don't enter into a person's story situation
1: mm-hmm.
3: um and and ask good questions um, you're gonna find yourself um, building fences that exclude people from even uh, exploring a relationship with Jesus because they don't fit into our moral ethic mm. or, and my moral ethic really isn't the thing that matters. It's it's really their relationship with Jesus that matters. And I can project my moral ethic onto the whole world and sit in judgment. Um, but what good is
1: that? The job well, of a pastor, you know, uh huh. You know, it's funny because I say but this th- all the time, which is like I suck at being the Holy Spirit. Right. That's not my job. My <laughs> job is to like here's here's you know yeah. what yeah. what Scripture teaches, what we what we, what we believe, and like you like you work this out. Like this is mm-hmm. so all we can do is kind of. I look at this as that's more what like coaching meant. as much right. as yeah, and
3: that's what I meant by I assume they're adults, right. Um, I assume that in this conversation, you're going to take to heart what you need to take to heart. I'm going to trust that God's working in you. That's right. Tr- trust that God is at work in you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust that as you walk with Jesus, this stuff is going to become plain. Now, there's stuff in their lives that they're working through, obviously, because we do premarital counseling. Right. There's always something, whether it's conflict, whether it's you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, the least of your worries is that they're living together. Right. Um, so, hmm. That there is this, so you're 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 entering into a conversation or a relationship to help them walk with Jesus in their marriage. That's what you're doing. You're not trying to build a fence to keep them from taking that which they now are doing and bringing it to Jesus. So by 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 saying, okay, I'm not I'm I'm out. I'm not going to participate with you in this marriage. Um, or this situation, because you're living together, builds an immediate fence. Mm-hmm. Um, even people that I've, I've, I've said, I'm probably not going to do this wedding. I want to enter into relationship with you, and I want to talk about what this means in your relationship with Jesus. And so, um, those are different conversations. But they, what you're trying to do is usher them into a different place and get them close to Jesus, and let Jesus do the work that oftentimes we want to build fences for
0: hmm. what a great conversation yeah i mean uh journey does not do slogans well no <laughs> and we cringe every time we come out with one of these mm-hmm. little
3: yeah it's like the cow in the milk thing so, yeah, yeah no, just that edit that well. out yeah, oh, yeah. yeah have mercy but
0: <laughs> i i hope all of you listening can hear the heart of a group of pastors who are really trying to wrestle with hmm creating a community that is Jesus-shaped and Jesus-following and trying to be closer with Jesus all the time. So um, that's this week's conversation. Thanks to Susie, Sam, and Kevin. And that's actually this season of The Roundtable. So thank you to all of you who started with us way back in January Mm -hmm. and have been listening. Beginning next week, we're going to have a slightly different format where it's going to be a longer show... And there are going to be segments, so we'll have a conversation like this at the top of the show, and then uh, somewhere around 20 or 30 minutes, there'll be...
3: An interview. An
0: interview. So what we've learned over the last four weeks, the two things people love about Journey Now, they love the community and connection that comes from conversations like this, and they love the interview format and being able to listen to other people's heart and the formation that comes from that. So thanks to all of you. And just because we're starting a new season next week, don't think that you shouldn't in the meantime, go ahead, like us, subscribe, mm-hmm. share us, do whatever you have to do to make sure that this word gets out to basically everybody on planet earth. And <laughs> Until next week or next time, it's Grant, and uh, thanks very much for listening to Journey Now. Have a great day. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the Journey Now podcast, please take a moment to leave a rating or review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.